Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Friday, November 8th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest of the world of mixed martial arts. Happy Friday, everyone. We made it to the end of the week, so I hope you guys all have a all had a good week, and you're going to have an amazing weekend. We have some really good fights coming up tonight. We got Bellator 233. Tomorrow, we have UFC Moscow. Got to note that card is tomorrow morning eastern time 11 a.m eastern time if i'm not mistaken 11 30 something like that so definitely uh, make sure to get up early for that card if you are on the east coast like myself uh bellator tonight is i think at the regular time like nine o'clock or whatever so uh definitely check out uh, those cards should be good myself and cole Sheldon, we did our full breakdown podcast for uh ufc moscow on tuesday go back and check that show if you didn't watch it already all right so for today's show i got a couple pieces of news to get to uh one fight announcement and i'll, I'll preview bellator 233 now the odds are out we actually have odds for this card so i'll get right into that right now uh bellator 233 takes place tonight thackerville oklahoma windstar resort casino uh should be a decent card uh there's a few good fights on here for sure i did talk about this a little bit with cole on tuesday but we didn't have odds at that point so my thoughts don't change too much from what I kind of gave out the other day, but they do a little bit. So let's go right into these uh, fights. Main event of the evening is a middleweight, but I like this fight. John Salter against Costello Venstinas. Very good fight. The odds opened actually at uh, nearly a pick em. John Salter minus 125, Venstinas minus 115. As of Friday morning at about 10.30 right now, we have John Salter at minus 160 and Costello Venstinas at plus 140 so interesting fight interesting odds i think this is a super close fight i think it's basically a pick em. i think the odds makers got it right i personally do lean towards van Stinas. i think he is a good chance here as an underdog good fight great fight two good fighters uh john salter is on a nice little roll here he did lose to rafael Lavaugh jr uh two fights ago but before that he won uh six straight fights um actually seven straight fights he's won eight of his last nine fights overall he's six and one in bellator he's looked really good in bellator this is a guy that was in the ufc at one point about 10 years ago he was released after three fights he lost to gerald harris and dan miller and beat jason mcdonald by injury and he was released since then he's looked pretty good in the regional scene and then bellator picked him up obviously he also fought in strike force so a very experienced guy but with experience comes age he's 34 years old so to me he's a little bit older uh and that's something that's a knock against him although obviously he has looked really good lately he's got a great ground game this is a guy who's an exciting fighter. He has 20 fights in his career, and all 20 have ended inside the distance. 16 of them stoppage wins for him and four stoppage losses against him. So it's a guy who wins or loses by knockout or submission, and he is just an exciting guy to watch. Van Stinas, very young fighter, 27 years old, so he's uh, improving. He's got a nice record here, 12-1, and one, uh, kind of a balanced record. Four wins by knockout, five by submission, two by decision, one by DQ. Uh, where the other guy kicked him uh, illegally on the ground. He's looked really good in Bellator, 4-0, uh, coming off two straight wins that I think are pretty good over Mike Shipman, who he knocked out, and also Chris Honeycutt, who he won a split decision over in Thackerville, Oklahoma, about a year ago now. To me, that was a really good win, because Chris Honeycutt, I know he's not a great fighter. He never kind of like lived up to the potential I think a lot of us thought he had. I think a lot of us thought he would be a champion one day in Bellator. He never lived up to that. Still a really good fighter, though. Good grappling and decent striking. So to me, that was a really solid win. Uh, and the Mike Shippen win was awesome to watch him get that knockout there. So this guy is a very dangerous young fighter, and I think there's value on him at plus 140. Uh, don't get me wrong, John Salter's a very good fighter, very dangerous guy, an underrated fighter, but I think Van Stinas is the future of this Bellator uh, middleweight division. I like Van Stinas at plus 140, so definitely uh, a dog to keep your eye on. All right, co-main event here, interesting fight as well. Muhammad Lawal against Andrew Kappel in a catchweight bout. 
King Mo opened at minus 510. Capital opened at plus 340. Right now we have King Mo minus 335. Capital plus 275. So clearly there is some fading of King Mo going on here. And I really can't blame people who are fading him. I mean, he's he's getting up there in age. There's no doubt about it. He has not looked like the same King Mo in the last like couple of years, probably. Uh, overall in his career, he is 21-9 and won no contests. He is uh, 38 years old. He says this is going to be the last fight in his MMA career. Uh, we've seen guys, including King Mo himself, that have retired and come back. So I'm not 100% buying that, especially if he does get a win. But at the same time, uh, he has been knocked out three times in his last three fights and four times in his last five fights. So this is a guy whose chain is completely fading at this point. Still a guy that's experienced, still a guy who's dangerous. 21-9 uh, and 1-0 contest record, like I said. 13 wins by knockout, 8 by decision. But the problem, of course, is that 6 knockout losses. That scares the hell out of me. Uh, against pretty much anyone with power. I don't know if this guy Capel has the power to knock him out, though. He's not really a knockout artist. He does have a, a decent record, 14-6. and six. He's 34 years old, so he's a little bit older. Trains at Minnesota Martial Arts Academy, so with those guys up there, uh, some decent guys he's training with. But, you know, he, he, this is a big step up. The only guy who's fought in his career that's, like, a notable name is Anthony Smith. He thought he fought him in 2014, and he lost it. He lost to him. Um, Tapology actually doesn't have the method of finish, but I'm assuming he got, he got finished in that fight. Uh, he has won his last four straight fights, but again, look at the guys he's beaten. I don't know who these guys are. Tyler Hafangle, Kevin Nowajic, Maurice Jackson, Adam Stroop. I don't know who those guys are. I'm sure you guys don't either. The regional circuit guys. So this is not a guy that has a ton of high-level experience. At the same time, though, King Mo's chin is just not there anymore. If he gets punched in the chin hard by Kapil, he could get put out. I can't blame people for taking a shot on Capital here as a dog. The odds open a little bit too high, in my opinion. I still have to go with King Mo, though. I, I just think the wrestling is going to be the difference here and the experience. So give me King Mo to win the decision. I think he does grind it out, gets a win, and what he says is going to be his last MMA fight. But, you know, it's a fight that I personally wouldn't bet on unless the odds dropped even more in King Mo's favor because right now you're laying quite a bit of juice on a guy whose chin just doesn't hold up very well. Uh, and it's, like, kind of a tough one here against Capital who – even though he's not experienced, it's kind of a wild card because he does have a decent record and he's on a nice little win streak here. So kind of stay away, I think, from this one. Next up, we have an intriguing women's featherweight bout between Leslie Smith and Arlene Blencow. Odds opened at Leslie Smith, minus 170, Blencow, plus 140. Right now we have Smith at minus 135, Blencow, minus, plus 115. So the odds have tightened up a little bit. Leslie Smith's still the favorite here, which I do agree with. Leslie Smith, they're both experienced. They both have 19 fights, but Leslie Smith's level experience is just through the roof. I mean, she's fought everyone. She is 37, so she's a little bit up there in age now, but look at who she's fought in her career. Chris Cyborg, Sarah Coffin, Barb Honchak, Irene Aldana, uh, Rin Nakai, Jessica I, Jennifer Maya, Raquel Pennington. She has some good wins, too. Raquel Pennington is a good win. Jennifer Maya is a good win. Uh, Irene Aldana is a good win. She's actually on a three-fight win streak right now. Uh, with wins over Sinead Kavanaugh, who she beat in her Belter debut, and Amanda Lemos in the UFC. So this is a good fighter here in uh, Leslie Smith, a very dangerous fighter. Her striker volume attack, very Diaz bro is reminiscent. Uh, very, she's very tough, uh, trains in a good camp. She's a great jiu-jitsu. Uh, she's a solid fighter, and honestly, she should be in the UFC. She just was a little bit too outspoken for Dana White and them. So that's why she was released. It wasn't because of her performance. She's a very good fighter. Takes on Blencalc here, who... She does have the same amount of fights, but and she's basically the same age. She's 36, but if you look at who she's fought, it's she has fought some decent competition. Don't get me wrong. She's fought in, you know, Julia Budd, Marlis Kunin, 
Jessica Rose Clark. So a decent level competition, but to me, not the same as Smith. I think Smith has fought better fighters. Glenn Cow has looked good. She's won five or last six. I don't like this matchup for her, though. I, I do think Smith wins this fight. Give me Leslie Smith, Leslie Smith to win the decision here. And honestly, if the, if the line's basically the pick him now, so I, I think there might be some value on her. Um, can't be too uh, confident in her because Glenn Cow is a pretty underrated fighter, but I do like Smith to win this fight. And the other fight with odds is a heavyweight mismatch of epic proportions, I, I believe, against a Tyrell Fortune against Azuna and Yanu, former UFC fighter. The opening odds had Tyrell Fortune opened at minus 425. Yanu opened plus 320. Right now we have a minus 700 number against on uh, Fortune and, and Yanu plus 500. So the odds open too low for sure. That's why they're steamed up down to minus 700. Terrell Fortune is going to win this fight. This guy is a beast. 7-0, 29 years old. Six wins, five wins by stoppage. His ground pound is very heavy. He's got a good ground game. He's looked phenomenal in Bellator. This is a guy that they've been hyping up as a top prospect for a while now. I do believe that this guy could be fighting for the heavyweight belt at some point. I think he's that good. His wrestling is incredible. So I really like Terrell Fortune. And Yang Wu, he's a decent fighter. I feel kind of bad for this guy. I've talked about this a little bit uh, on the podcast. He's 38, so he's a bit older, but, you know, he had one fight in the UFC. He made it all the way there, and then at one fight, it was a bad decision loss against Justin Lundell, just a boring fight. Gets cut, gets a win, but this is a guy I think that didn't really get enough of a, a chance in the UFC. He had that knock win over Greg Rebello on the Contender Series. That's a good win. He also has a couple other wins here, like, uh, I should say opponents anyways. Like, that's probably his best win in his career, but he has fought some decent competition, like Dan Spawn, who's a decent guy, I guess, in the regional scene at this point. The dead, obviously. Uh, so to me, Chris Bergler is another guy that contender series. So he has a decent level of competition, but I just think the wrestling is going to be the, the difference here, guys. Terrell Fortune should win this fight. I'd be surprised if he lost. So the problem is obviously the, the odds, minus 700, but he's going to win this fight. Maybe you could, you know, look at possibly parlaying him with someone from the Moscow card. I don't recommend betting on minus 700 favorites normally. I just think this is a blowout and he's going to win really easily. So uh, this should be an easy win for Fortune, in my opinion. But yeah, I do like Vestinius uh, a little bit as a dog. Uh, I lean towards Lawal. I don't love him there, but I do lean towards him. Smith, I lean towards a little bit. And uh, Fortune, those are my picks on the main card. I don't think we're going to odds for the prelims, the cards tonight. So it's possible they could drop, but I doubt it. All right, uh, a couple other things here. UFC Moscow's are all good. So everyone may wait for that card. Looking forward to that card. Obviously, tomorrow is going to be a fun one. Lots of really close fights on that card. I'm um, just looking at the matchups on uh, best fight odds. We have a lot of uh, the pick them type of fights. There are some fights that have higher numbers attached to them, but a lot of close fights in the minus 100 ranges. So very, very good card. I'm looking forward to it personally. I know some people are saying this is not a great card, but to me, like, there's some very intriguing matchups. It's like kind of like an ACB-ish card. I think it should be pretty fun. Um, a lot of people uh, are, I think, going on uh, Calvin Cater here in the main event I've seen on social media. I can't blame him. I think the odds are a little bit off in that one. Same with the Greg Hardy fight, but at the same time, uh, you know, the favorites are favorite for a reason. So go check out the podcast on Tuesday. Me and Cole Shelton broke down the fights and gave our picks. I, I did pick a few dogs on this card. All right, a couple other things here. Curtis Millinder, uh, he has signed with Bellator. Uh, Cole at uh, BJ Penn broke that story. So that's a great sign by Bellator. I think is expected. Millinder is a guy that I think will fit in really well in their welterweight division. It's actually his third stint in Bellator. So he's a guy that was there for a while. He left. He came back, had one fight, went to LFA, went to the UFC, now he's back. So 
Uh, good signing. And I actually read the article. You guys can check it out too. He made some good points. He's basically like, you know, yeah, I did have five fights, but I, I took three of them on short notice, including the last two fights, which he lost. And he only fought guys that were basically ranked that he lost to Muhammad and Dos Santos. I think they were both in the top 15 at the time. And his wins were pretty solid too. Griffin, Alves, Baharazar. So to me, this was just a very weird cut. It's a guy that shouldn't have been cut. And he also mentions James Vick in, his article, in the uh, interview. Check that on the article. He just said basically, why is the UFC keeping James Vick around? He, he's lost four straight fights and gets knocked out every fight. And I have to get cut. So he made a good point there. Weird cut. This guy should have been on the UFC roster still at least one more fight. But uh, they let him go. And I think Bellator made a really nice sign here. Speaking of Bellator, the welterweight champion, Douglas Lima, he spoke yesterday in an interview. And he says he, he actually wants a super fight against Kamaru Usman. He believes that that's the only way he can prove it to MMA fans he's the best welterweight in the world. And he's right. I think a lot of people believe that the guys in the UFC are better. And for good reason. I mean, Usman's an incredible fighter. And uh, if if they matched up, he probably would be a pretty big favorite there. But Douglas Lima's dangerous as hell. And I think, you know, people that watch this podcast, people that really watch MMA hardcore fans, we know how good Douglas Lima is. We know how good he's been for a while. The win over McDonald's showed that he is one of the best welterweights in the world right now. So I think that'd be a very competitive fight. I think Lima, with his striking skills and his uh, his wrestling skills, to be quite frank, would match up really well with Houston. But obviously, Dana Way will never co-pro with Bellator, so we won't see that fight. I just think it'd be a good one if it ever happened. But he did say that his goal right now is to potentially move up to middleweight and fight Gagard Misasi. That's a fight he likes. And that's a very, very interesting fight. Uh, I posted the article. I, I think people do believe Misasi still would win that fight just because of the size. And I, I can understand that. Misasi's a guy who's fought at light heavyweight a lot of his career. But I think Douglas Lima at this point of his career matches up well with Misasi. I, I truly believe that. I think that with the striking uh, the skills of Lima, he could match up well with Musasi striking. And the ground game, I think, might actually be favored as far as the wrestling goes in Lima's favor. Uh, the size obviously would be in Musasi's favor, but Lima's not a small guy either. So to me, that's a fight that could happen. I think Musasi's probably going to be fighting Rafael Lovato Jr. next in the rematch. Uh, but potentially maybe down the road, we could see a super fight between Lima moving up to middleweight and fighting Musasi if he wins back that belt. Uh, speaking of middleweights, Darren Till yesterday called out Yoel Romero and everyone was excited. He posted a picture of his Instagram of a scary looking Romero and he's like, I want to fight this guy. And then today it was like one of the finest things I've ever seen. He posted something on his Instagram basically saying, uh, when you wake up, it's like a meme. And he's like, when you wake up and realize you call it Yoel Romero, post a little like a beer glass next to it, a little beer emoji. I thought that was hilarious. So, you know, Darren Till is quickly making himself back into the good graces of uh, MMA fans after kind of flaming a welterweight. The fight with Castle was not a very good fight, but he still got the win there. The win over Gaslam puts him in the top five of middleweight. And he could fight Romero next, but I feel like maybe they'll give him someone like I mean, Canyon is dangerous as hell too, but maybe someone like Hermanson or something like that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's there's definitely a, a few guys there that uh, want to fight with Darren Till. Robert Whitaker is another guy. So he's in a good spot, I, th I believe, as far as that goes. Uh, Walt Harris's daughter, Anita Blanchard, she's still missing. Really unfortunate news here, but they have made an arrest. Suspect has been arrested. Go and check out bjpen.com. We have the story about that. Um, hopefully that uh, this guy is able to lead them to Walt Harris's daughter. Uh, prayers from the MMA community obviously have gone a long way uh, and hopefully they can find this person that, and, and his daughter because uh, apparently he's another suspect I shouldn't mention that last thing here, fight announcement, just one Trevor Smith will be taking on Mokman Muradov at UFC Washington DC Lonzo Menafield pull out the fight with Trevor Smith, let's be honest here, that was a terrible fight for Trevor Smith anyways, so Trevor Smith will now be facing uh, Mokman Muradov 
And again, I don't like this fight for Trevor Smith. Unfortunately, this guy is just getting matched with some killers here. Trevor Smith, 38 years old, 59 records, lost three of his last four. It's amazing how long this guy survived in the UFC. I, I can't believe it personally. I, I don't believe he's a UFC caliber fighter personally. I never did. Uh, and like I said, taking on Mac Maridov, who is a very dangerous guy and super young, 29 years old, 23 and six record. He is on a really nice win streak right now. Uh, 11 fights in a row. And it's the UFC ABB, he beat Alessio DiCherico by decision. And he has a couple other UFC, former UFC fighters in his uh, list of wins. So this guy is super dangerous, and I believe he wins this fight. This is a bad match for Trevor Smith, man. This guy just gets matched up with the worst possible opponents. Miradov probably knocks him out. Let me double check, see if I missed anything that I wanted to talk about. I believe I got everything I wanted to, though. Um, there's a Conor McGregor thing going on out there. He took like a DNA test to prove he's not the father of uh, a child out there in Ireland. But not too into the that gossip type of stuff. I mean, listen, like Connors did some bad stuff. Um, but that's kind of like a personal thing. And I, I feel like maybe that's something that you know fans don't need to get onto as much. It's not listen, it's not a good thing, obviously, if it was true, but it looks like he's he's cleared from that, so that's good. And then uh KSI and Logan Paul are fighting and this weekend and uh, Dylan Dennis has been barred from that event. You know, it's crazy how Dylan Dennis gets so much play from the media when this guy has two MMA fights. I don't know, man. Uh I'm not. I, I'm not totally seeing what everyone else does in Dylan Dennis. I'm not saying he's not a good uh, grappler. He is, but to me, it's, it's a guy that gets a little bit too much love from the MMA media for a guy that really has no fights in MMA, just two fights against really low-level competition. So that's all I want to mention for today, guys. I appreciate you tuning in as always. Check us out on Twitter. Check me on Twitter at Emma Martin. This podcast is available at MayOddsBooker.com, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify and itunes please go and subscribe in the itunes channel i post the audio every day so if you missed the live stream here on youtube you can go back and watch the uh or listen to the audio uh also check me out at djpan.com and mmarings.net guys have a great day and i'll be back monday to recap ufc moscow and bellator 233 have a great weekend everyone bye